0: Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. Today we are in 2 Samuel chapter 1. So we are starting a new book of the the scriptures. And this one, this is a good chapter. It really shows us again the heart we need to have as Yahweh's servant as the servant of God. If you have not been listening to the episode of the podcast and this is your first first time visiting us still please pull up a seat, but I highly suggest you go back and start at the beginning so you know what we're talking about because I am assuming you have followed us up until this point. And so there may be things I state or say that might not make sense unless you know All of what we've talked about this far. But I do pray, Father God, open our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth. And without any further ado, let's begin reading in the New King James Version Bible. Now it came to pass after the death of Shaul, Saul, when David, or David, had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had stayed two days in Ziklag. On the third day, behold, it happened that a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dust on his head. So it was when he came to David that he fell to the ground and prostrated himself. And David said to him, where have you come from? So he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. Then David said to him, how did the matter go? Please tell me. And he answered, the people have fled from the battle. Many of the people are fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan, his son are dead also. So David said to the young man who told, who told him, how do you know that Saul and Jonathan, his son are dead? Then the young man who told him said, As I happened by chance to be on Mount Gilboa, there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. Now when he looked behind him, he said he saw me and called to me, and I, and I answered, Here I am. And he said to me, Who are you? So I answered him, I am an Amalekite. He said to me again, Please stand over me and kill me, for anguish has come upon me, but my life still remains in me. So I stood over him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was, on, that was on his arm and have brought them here to my Lord. Okay, pause. Remember what I told you to remember in First Samuel chapter 31. Saul fell on his own sword and took his life. Here's an Amalekite now telling partial of the story. Saul was leaning on his sword. But the Amalekite is claiming victory for his death. Who... Which version is the truth? Well, I don't exactly know because First Samuel 31 says basically says Saul fell on his own sword and killed himself. It is possible though that when he fell on his own sword, that wasn't the end and this Amalekite helped finish the job. But notice how this Amalekite thought he was doing a good thing here and he's coming to David. Now, everybody knew, everybody in Israel knew. You're gonna see so many times where they say, David, we knew you will be king. Jonathan said it. Saul knew it because the prophet had told him. So everybody knew, but you notice that even though they knew, they continued to follow Saul. Saul, representative of the not truly born again Israelites, Saul cried out to Yahweh. Saul blessed Yahweh for delivering the wicked David, quote, wicked David into his hands. But David wasn't wicked at all. Of course, you know, I'm being facetious there. But Saul cried out to Yahweh saying, thank you for delivering my enemy into my hands. Saul called David the enemy, even though David was the man after God's own heart. Only 300 or so men followed David. Saul had all of Israel following him. And in the religious circle, you will notice that this is very, very accurate. Those who love Yahweh, who are following truly Yeshua, our King David, are very small in number. We're ridiculed. We're persecuted. We're told we're wrong. We're told we're evil. We're told all sorts of false things, whereas The other people still pray to the same God, but God has rejected them when they disobey his Torah, his ways. Now Saul, remember, was Torah observant. He even observed the new new moon feasts, right? I mean, he was Torah observant, but his heart was not Torah observant because Torah is based on love, mercy, grace, and truth. And so what you'll notice is that here's this man, um, well, let, let's continue, I guess, with a moment on that. Saul followed and served the same God, but from a wicked heart. And Yahweh did not ex- receive him. In fact, to Saul it was said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Saul sacrificed to Yahweh, just like many religious people do. They give to him, but he didn't. they didn't obey him. They don't obey him, just like Saul. And that's why Saul was rejected. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obey Yahweh. He doesn't need anything from you obey him. That's what he wants. And then, then you can give to him once you're obeying already. And so here, all of the kingdom knew that David was going to be king. So this man, when he found Saul dead, took the crown and the bracelets and everything that signified kingship. He brought them to David because of course the whole kingdom, he he claimed to kill Saul. And he knew, everybody knew that David was going to be king, that David was the anointed one and chosen one. But even though they knew they rejected, and I guess I want to pause here one more minute because people can see the anointing of Yahweh on you and still fight you because they're jealous, the wickedness in their heart, they're they're like Balaam, they're like Cain, they're like Korah. Everybody knew Moses was anointed, but Korah still fought. It's just, it's just insane how people's hearts are so hard. So I want to point that out. We need to be aware of these things so we don't go on the way of Saul, Cain, Karah, those people. We wanted to stay with David, with Yeshua, in that, in that company. Okay, so again, this man, this Amalekite, thought he would gain favor with David because everybody knew David was going to be king. This man knows he's going to be king. He claims to kill David's enemy, but he didn't really do a good thing. Let's keep reading. Therefore, David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan, his son, for the people of Yahweh and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Remember, we pointed out in the last episode, Jonathan fell because he would not depart from Saul. Jonathan loved David. That's like a picture of those who follow Yeshua, but he continued on with the wicked Israelites who also claimed to believe in the same God and prayed to the same God, but who didn't really fully obey the same God from a pure heart. And Jonathan stayed loyal to those people. Therefore he fell in the battle. So sometimes you must separate. You must join to David and leave your dad, leave Saul, leave the followers and be joined to David and let Yahweh, even though your brothers, even though they're your sisters, sometimes you have to step back. You have to leave that church system, the messianic, um, other church systems, whatever you have to do, you sometimes you have to step out and just join David. Okay, then David said to the young man who told him, where are you from? I'm sorry, then David said to the young man who told him, where are you from? And he answered, I'm the son of an alien, a So the alien there does not mean space alien. It means Gentile foreigner. Verse 14, so David said to him, How was it that you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy Yahweh's anointed? See, David's angry. Like you killed Yahweh's anointed? You're supposed to let Yahweh take care of that. Or, you know, if if it happens at the hand of a foreigner, but here you knew he was Yahweh's anointed and you killed him? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go near and execute him. And he struck him so that he died. So David said to him, Your blood is on your own head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed Yahweh's anointed. Okay, so let's say, Jonathan, you were Jonathan, and you chose to leave your father Saul and join company to David. You still don't reach out your hand against Saul. David refrained his hand. Every time Saul was put into his hand, he would not reach it. And the same is to be with you and your brothers. You are to pray for them, be merciful to them, show them love, do not repay, do not retaliate, do not execute vengeance against them. That is for Yahweh. If they are Yahweh's, they are His called, His chosen, His anointed. You do not pray wicked for them. You do not hope wicked for them. You do not rejoice when they fall. You mourn when they fall. You must have the heart of David Yeshua. You must have a pure and humble heart. And remember, our Messiah. We are told he's the. He comes as the David. The I'm sorry, the Messiah ben David and the Messiah ben Yosef. So the suffering servant Joseph. Son of Joseph, Ben Yosef. and Messiah Ben David means son of David, son of King of Righteousness, son of David, right? And so, we we know that Messiah fulfills and performs both parts, and that's what I, when I'm saying David here, I'm linking him to Messiah because David is a prophetic picture of the Messiah, just like Joseph was. Okay, David did not rejoice when his enemy, who, kill, who tried to kill his own life, David did not rejoice when he was dead. David mourned and fasted. He lamented. And now let's read his prayer. Then David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son, and he told them to teach the children of Judah the song of the bow. Indeed, it is written in the book of Jasher. We do not have the, the accurate book of Jasher. Sometimes people would like to see, hey, there was a book of Jasher, and they would like inaccurately try to recreate a book of Jasher that just like the book of Enoch, the modern one is not the same one they had back then. Oh, it's just, it's a crazy world. Stay careful, stay in the Torah. You will recognize that the Apocrypha is wicked. If you are reading the Torah, you will understand immediately that the Apocrypha, the modern Apocrypha um, is not oh, okay. Okay, so verse 19. "'The beauty of Israel is slain in your high places "'how the mighty have fallen.' Tell it not in Gath, proclaim it not in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew nor rain upon you, nor fields of offerings, for the shield of the mighty is cast away there. The shield of Saul, not anointed with oil, from the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back, and the sword of Saul did not return empty. Do you notice how he's speaking well of his enemies? Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives, and in their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with luxury, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel. How the mighty have fallen in the midst of the battle! Jonathan was slain in your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women." how the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war perished. Do you see he did not speak evil, even of his enemy? And, you know, somebody who's trying to kill you and pursue you through the wilderness, like with the sword, with a whole army. Yeah, most Americans, most people would talk evil of them back. But David did not. He understood that Saul was Yahweh's. He stayed faithful to Yahweh, he let Yahweh defend him, and he mourned when Saul had not repented and did not change heart before it was too late. And he mourned that Saul died in judgment for his unfaithfulness. So, let that be our hearts. I love you all. Have a blessed day.